0: Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle podcast, where we share practical tips to live in partnership with your children. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle. Today, I have Jamison Ike, and he is um, actually the first dad that I interview about unschooling. So I'm actually really excited. Welcome, Jamison. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you. So that's a big. Uh... You know, big honor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: because you know, I feel like unschooling. So, um, for those of you that don't know, so I interviewed Stephanie, his wife. Um, uh, and Stephanie is also an advocate for unschooling, and that's how we met through our advocacy program. And and there's a lot of women involved and stuff like that, but there I have Harley you don't hear dad's voices a lot. So that's kind of what I want to, um, kind of want to, uh, take this conversation in on what your, um, first, I would like to learn a little bit about your background.
1: I, uh, I grew up in a relatively small town around 3000 people, mm-hmm. uh, calling a farming community in central Indiana and, uh, had a traditional school experience, um, Probably a little different than a lot of people. My graduating class had 73 people. Oh, wow. It was not a very diverse group of people, you know, in western Indiana town. Mm -hmm. And it was a very safe environment, really didn't have any of the issues that a lot of kids deal with today in school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it was a really positive experience. It was
0: a positive one. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: I was pretty active with the uh, the music, with band, and I marched in a drum and bugle corps. Um, and then uh, was you know involved in sporting as, sporting events as well. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of my my, my school mm-hmm. experience in high school. I went on to college, uh, graduated from Ball State University, mm-hmm. and then later got a master's degree from Webster University. So. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's been, so did you have um, any experience, you know, when you were in like in high school with like, and like homeschooling, did you know about unschooling? I know homeschooling is fairly, obviously most common, but did you know anything about unschooling uh, during your
1: school um, years? Sure. So I'll, I'll, for a frame of reference, I'm 50 years old. So mm-hmm. that'll put kind of a timing in, in and, <laughs> um, and, you know, there were, there were a few people that homeschooled, and I, I was aware of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of unschooling; it certainly okay. wasn't on the radar. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll just be really transparent. Um, yes, to the the um, the, uh, the people that were homeschooling kind of had the stigma of mm-hmm. they were kind of the strange family, you know. And um, but that was at a time when it was very you know, not not very common. Yes. Mm-hmm. People did it for various different reasons. But um yeah, I mean I, I there's one homeschool story that I think about that stands out to me. And that was mm-hmm. early in my career, um, actually in sales. And I remember visiting a house and it was a sales call. And um in the middle of the day on like a Tuesday and there were you know, the kids playing in the yard, squirting the hose and running around and and i'm thinking to myself why are these kids here shouldn't they be in school mm-hmm. and uh the the wife said oh yeah yeah we homeschool." and, <laughs> and the, my immediate thought was well shouldn't you be doing school like you know so actual you know, work the,
0: right actual work they call oh, yeah. it the yes. <laughs> right?
1: so and i think that's what a lot of people think maybe yes. even still today so mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah that's very interesting so let's fast forward to you know you guys have you know the kids and they're they're in school so at this at this point right before you know Emerson said he was in third grade so as they were getting ready to you know be done with public school did you see like a change in them from when they were before school you know and then during school like is there a there's something that kind of sparks your interest or your question and like, oh, you know, they were more alike before. They were more interested in certain things before than they are now. Like what's happening? Was there something like that for you?
1: Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll say this. I traveled a lot and I mm-hmm. still do quite a bit. So some of those things that you might notice, um, admittedly, I really didn't. They weren't apparent. Um, that's where you know my wife, Stephanie obviously was much more mm-hmm. into some of those things. Mm-hmm. I will say that it wasn't an, a, a, an easy transition or just a quick transition for us to all of a sudden now we're, we're doing unschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it probably covered the fact that we did remote learning, we did yes, virtual learning, mm-hmm. we tried all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then those weren't really good positive experiences. It wasn't really until we did the unschooling and and it wasn't just like you flip a switch and all the Yes. Yes. schooling, right? Yes. I mean it it takes a lot of time and, yes. and kind of to develop and I don't think I really saw a big difference probably at least for about a year. Yes. And then you started to see and feel it. I think it takes a lot of adjusting for the kids mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Cuz they they don't really feel like they're doing the right thing or mm-hmm. they have Kind of get over this. Yeah, or should it be somewhere else. Or yeah. So, but but then you really start to see kind of the transition.
0: Yeah. I really love what you said about, you know, it's not like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you have this beautiful rhythm, you know, for everyone, though, because right. it really is. I mean, I think the transition, uh a lot of people say like the de-schooling aspect, you know, that transition period, it's about a month, you know, per year that you were in public school. But I really think it's a little bit more than that. Like it's an ongoing, you know, um an ongoing process for everyone. So it's definitely not super fast. And I think that's why a lot of people get anxious about wanting it to be like all perfect and, you know, all happy when it's just, it's just a process, right? Well, and it's
1: not going to be the same for every child. Yes,
0: exactly. I mean,
1: we have two children that are very different personalities, Mm -hmm. have very different needs. And I think that's probably what most Mm -hmm. people experience. Um, and then I think it takes a while for the parents to understand kind of their place and their mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Uh, and depending on how how old the kids are and how involved you mm-hmm. you've been or not yes. involved, that yes. makes too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different variables. So yeah, every family is definitely different though. So when you, when Stephanie brought up, you know, unschooling to you, you know, after like the virtual learning and stuff like that, what is your first immediate reaction for it, or how does she bring it up to you?
1: Yeah. I don't remember the moment, but I, my initial reaction was absolutely not. (laughs) not I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, (laughs) I almost feel like (laughs) I just eventually gave in, you know, like, it was, I I would love to say, oh yeah, I did the research and I realized what a great, (laughs) thank you for being honest. I love that. Yeah. It wasn't like that. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a different experience and, you know, I, I will say this, you know, one of the things that I felt like was, and this is maybe a selfish um, commentary, but. I thought about all the things I was going to miss out on. Right. Mm, I was going to miss out on Mm -hmm. the football game and the dances and the, the, this, and, but you don't, those things all Mm -hmm. are still available. I mean, if you choose to do that. Yeah. uh, But you know, it was interesting that in my mind, I immediately went to what am I going to miss out on Mm -hmm. and didn't really consider all the things I would gain Mm-hmm. by having that accessibility to the kids and the things they were doing and then mm-hmm. and, and, you know we ended up really changing the way we approach life and mm-hmm. the way we travel and things like that mm-hmm. which we can talk about but
0: mm-hmm. that is just absolutely fascinating though because it is Definitely, when, you know, some of the comments that I heard during the pandemic, it was like, "Oh, I'm so ready for this kids to go back to school because right. we are so, or at least in my case, I felt, you know, a little bit the same, like that my time was was being taken almost, you know, from me, right, to do stuff that I wanted to do and perhaps what the expectations were of them being in school in that path that everyone um tells you that that's the way it's supposed to go. So, I really love how you really recognize that because I think as parents, we're told that we're supposed to give all of ourselves to our children when in reality, the way, or at least what has worked for us right now is that we see it as a partnership. You know, if I'm uncomfortable, if I don't want to do something, I'll say it. And then we'll all come to the middle. And sometimes if I want to do something, I'll say it. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Right. Right. So, but, um, and as you, so as you, I know, Stephanie's also said that, the pandemic was a big change for you in terms of how, you know, to really see what their life was like,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how how that was framed. I mean, there were certainly moments, we, we were actually on a cruise ship, um, really when COVID started, which is kind yeah. of ironic, because that's, cruise ships were a big part of the, the yes. Future. Um, and I got sick on that cruise. Oh, you <laughs> no did? Um, yeah. Well, but then what we, it it was a, a little bit of a shift for us, but it mm-hmm. really wasn't that big of an impact because we were already transitioned to yes. doing what mm-hmm. people were starting to try and live and do. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem for us was the way that we live our life and the way that the kids learn is by going out and getting involved and doing things and Mm -hmm. going places and and that was kind of taken away right yeah like they were going to the science center and having learning at the science center or or whether you know going to a group class for math or something and and all of a sudden those things weren't happening so we had to take it upon ourselves partially to keep from going stir crazy uh, (laughs) but also just to make sure we were continuing to evolve and yes And, Mm -hmm. and frankly at that time I could work from anywhere March 20th of 2020 I remember the day and I'll remember it forever forever yes my employer sent us a letter and we closed production closed manufacturing and everybody went home wow and we we have not gone back here it is now May 12th of 2023 and we still are at a work from home now it's couple days a month people all come in and have collaboration but mm-hmm. it's really it's not going back to what it was right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we decided to go across the country and and basically take a trip to california which seems absurd in the middle of a pandemic to go no drive we did too <laughs> right yeah I mean, we travel we travel we a crazy. lot yes yes uh-huh um and yeah, and it was hard because some of the states we went to weren't mm-hmm. open.
0: Yeah, things were um, super very limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. But that was the way we dealt with it, and it's it's now led us to we're getting ready to go again on another trip to the, do the Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. so we're looking forward to that as well. But
0: yeah, that's so exciting though. So as you you know as you guys transition into unschooling, you know, like some of I know are one of my biggest journeys as a parent was the self-work that I had to, I had to do, you know, some of the things that were, would be said or something that would bring up some memories for me. And my husband and I kind of worked together to kind of get through that. Were there specific things that you had to work on as just as a person to be able to like, you know, continue to evolve in this journey with the rest of your family?
1: I think it's just, and it's taken time, but it's Mm -hmm. just understanding that it's okay. Yeah. Because even as this is happening, you're constantly second guessing. Absolutely. Whether it's the right thing to do. Yes. Is it going to damage the kids? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they not going to, you know, be normal or perform Mm -hmm. well or whatever? And, and, and of course there's going to be moments and journeys along the way where the kids are going to give you that indication that hey everything's not okay or or everything's mm-hmm. great. Um and you know I I've found great growth in the in the children or the kids yeah. where where they have done some self-actualization and realized that hey, you know, things are okay or or I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And they deal with it differently where, you know, Emerson basically um decides that he wants to do things online and and get Mm -hmm. involved in in all these different courses and meet with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. my daughter would uh, at one point decided hey you know what I want to go back to school I want to go and that did for us that didn't mean sending them back to the public school that meant finding yes curriculum or some group where she Mm -hmm. could get together but it was her choice exactly
0: Yeah, and I love that distinction, though, because it's not, and I think I've always in, you know, in previous uh, meetings and stuff like that, I've always said, I've never been anti-school. It's just that if it's their choice, and if that choice is what they need at that point, then then I think it's totally okay. It's not that you're completely, you're just finding the best resources of what they're looking for in that particular moment. So- Yeah,
1: even myself, someone that had a really positive, school experience I wasn't really picked on I was mm-hmm. the kid that got along with everybody and mm-hmm. relatively small school if everybody had the experience I had you know it would probably wouldn't be much of an issue most people don't have that experience no. I'm yeah. fully aware of that um but even even with that frame of mind I would be very hard pressed to send my kids to school now I mean, things I see, the things I hear, really the stress the kids are having to deal with. Yeah, highly are, agree with that. Are really just not necessary, you know, mm-hmm. not even getting into the big cultural issues and, and, and challenges we have. Yeah. But just day-to-day psychological warfare mm-hmm. that these kids mm-hmm. have to deal with, which is has nothing to do with their education. No. Mm-hmm. So I would be, I would have a hard time sending one of the kids to school now knowing and experiencing what I've done yeah yeah I have no issue at all
0: yeah but I think it's because you know we are just you know we're grown up knowing that that's the way that's the road right like there's that's just what everyone has done so that's just the way things are though so um do you think that if you had if you had had um like freedom on your time you know when you're in school would you have explorers you know like different uh would you have dive into a different thing you know
1: if if I had the experience that my Mm -hmm. kids have Mm -hmm. you know I don't know because I, I did have quite a bit of freedom to explore yeah do a lot of those things um you know it's unique that I mentioned I was in and Bugle Corps. I joined Mm -hmm. that group when I was 13 and we would travel the United States and Canada and perform all summer long. And I basically would moved away from the age of 13. From the age, which is unheard of now, right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the times were different. Families and Mm -hmm. I kind of had that experience. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think it would, it would probably be a little different. I'd probably go down the same path that I went down, but Mm -hmm. uh, it might look a little different how I got there.
0: Yeah. That's pretty nice though. I I like that, you know, that you're just, um, you know, not really um, thinking about that, but rather just like happy, you know, with the way things turn out, you know, because some of a lot of us and not necessarily like me per se, but I think a lot of people, sometimes we come to this lifestyle with, so much so many wounds that still need healing and right. that's what emerson and i talked about is that even though on and i think works for everyone it probably it's not the best thing for all for everyone because we have so much healing to do and it would could we could probably potentially do more harm than good if we don't heal that so um well, I think,
1: and maybe you touched on this um the parents don't have to be hyper involved, Mm -hmm. but they, uh, it it has to work. I mean, yeah, I don't think it would work for everyone if the parents really are just going to check it in and be done. Right. I mean, you have to still be involved in what's going on in their lives and help guide them and give them Mm -hmm. opportunities. Right. Yes. So you can't just check out. um, Yes. Also, I don't think neither my wife or I would consider ourselves educators. I mean, so we're not like working to teach the kids. Exactly. Like giving them experiences and opportunities. And, yes. Yeah, and that could be at the local, you know, nonprofit, or it could mm-hmm. be at a museum. It doesn't mean that it's tied to, um, you know, financial means either. There are mm-hmm. a lot of resources available. Yeah. Even the local park, you know, mm-hmm. and big- that, so
0: yeah and it is definitely about facilitating you know different experiences and stuff like that because it really a lot of uh mistaken uh perception that unschooling is like free-range parenting and complete it is complete freedom but I don't think but it's like freedom and not license so there is dynamics that have to be worked on you know as families you know how we navigate our rhythms uh during the days during the nights you know and stuff like that so it's not complete chaos I don't you know at least that's
1: right you just said during the day and during the night, so that made me think of something. You know, one of the things i've <laughs> I've come I've come to grips with it now, but mm-hmm. I struggled with it so much. Of if if you leave the the kids to their own schedule, their own work, they're going to gravitate toward a time frame that may not be what you would traditionally expect. Yes, being you know they're going to be up later. They're mm-hmm. going to in the morning they're gonna they're gonna do everything that they would do but maybe not in the eight to five in the eight
0: to five frame yeah time
1: frame, right so in the very beginning it's it was really difficult for me mm-hmm. to have him awake or my my daughter awake and doing something like in their room or just because i'm thinking oh gosh they need to be asleep <laughs> but they're they're gonna get their sleep right they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna get what they need um, but there's opportunities to explore. And frankly, technology right, has given us so much more now that mm-hmm. we can get, that's not from eight to five, right? It's 24 hours a day. So, yes.
0: Yes. And then how long did it take you for you to come to terms with that though? Because I love staying up at night. I have no, like I love that is, I think, you know, some of our best moments sometimes they happen at night, you know, but I know I have a hard time when I have to get up because sometimes my work starts like, you know, I have to be at the airport at four in the morning. So I have to, I have to try to get some sleep. Right. Right. So how long did it take for you to kind of like come to terms with that and, you know, go with the flow?
1: Well, it, they don't keep me up so it wasn't that kind of a situation yeah you just feel that gnawing sensation that this isn't right like yes you should be asleep you should be asleep asleep? yeah (laughs) and that's my problem not theirs exactly Um, your question directly at least a year or two Mm -hmm. and it and it wasn't that i was just you know tormented constantly by this but um, <laughs> it's just something that I, over time you start to realize that hey it's okay like you know yeah. it's it's going to be okay
0: mhm i think eventually and it eventually like you know mine keep me awake because they're they, well they're up for once much smaller you know they're much younger but um then you just start to I actually I think about it like I like to stay awake late. If I can if I can get my sleep, you know, later the next day, then I love doing that. I just love doing that. But my husband cannot like my husband he has, he has to get his sleep and that's okay because yeah. that's just the way he is, right? That's the way he works. So I really love that. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Do you, what kind of words, um, you know, for parents, like I said, in the beginning, you know, the, the role of the dad, it's so important, but I think it's also so under appreciated sometimes of what, how dad's and how, you know, males in particular, like, transition into this lifestyle. I think, you know, I think it's very different. And um, if you could say something to a dad that that are um, a family that perhaps is thinking about unschooling or in their own transition journey, any words of wisdom for for dads out there?
1: Well, I, I think it, it depends on how it's being done, but I think in most cases it tends to be, you know, the the woman or the wife or the mm-hmm. that's that's leading the journey. Not yes. always. I mean, I don't want to say that's the way it is for everybody, yes. mm-hmm. but I think just supporting the process, right? Now for me, support was just basically getting out of the way and giving up my um I guess my beliefs to my wife and letting her run it you know mm-hmm. run that process probably not the best way to do it right mm-hmm. that would be if i could go back and do it anything over i would be more involved in the beginning and, mm-hmm. and, and like in a positive way and more mm-hmm. supportive of what was happening whereas you know i probably didn't make it as easy as it could have been because mm-hmm. it did feel like we weren't necessarily doing the right thing mm-hmm. But I, I think so I would say support being there for both the children and you know your Your, your wife. spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then also just relaxing and letting it happen, I think. Understanding yeah, weight. Yeah, there's not a there's not a manual that says, I mean there are manuals, but there isn't a <laughs> specific one that says that this is the way it's gonna happen. And if it's not this way, it's not right. Mm-hmm. every family is going to be different in the way that every they family is different yeah and I guess the only other piece of advice is don't worry about what other people think about what you're doing because I can tell you that um one of the things I like to say for shock value now is my kids haven't been to school since the third grade <laughs> and people like I'm saying like in a in a business setting where you're introducing yourself or saying something interesting about yourself or yes or one of the which happens a lot mm-hmm. uh, that's always something I would pull out if it's a group I haven't ever met and it evokes some really interesting conversations because they're like what what do you mean and then how old are they and then you start to talk about unschooling and then mm-hmm. they don't know what it is and and so then everybody's really curious because it sounds like this mystical thing and then is that even legal and you know i mean you get all all those things and yes um so i I think it took me a long time to get to a point where i would say that in a group as the icebreaker Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um but now i welcome that opportunity and that feedback and and i feel safe in that environment because i know how the story ends right i mean yeah at least not it's not over but um yeah, I advancing forward. It's been quite a while, quite a while. So,
0: yes, yes. And I love that because actually that was going to be my next question about how do you do it in the workplace? You know, when you meet people and stuff like that. So it almost sounds like you have um, you turn a, into like a an, an advocate without really being an advocate for it almost. Right. Because you share I, I think, just
1: the just yep. the basis of it. Right. Yeah, I think so. And What I've found is today, a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, my sister does homeschooling," or you know, it's always the homeschooling. Mm -hmm, Not very often that you find somebody who understands or does the unschooling.
0: The unschooling, yeah. But
1: but it's out there, and I I think it's not a big jump to go from homeschooling to unschooling. Generally, the homeschooling people are are doing it; they're just working harder. (laughs) <laughs> yeah necessarily in some cases yeah yes um but i think they want the same idea but yeah i just turn it into a uh, a positive and frankly uh something very unique
0: yeah because it really is though it really is though do you find yourself sharing about the connection between between all four of you as a family like uh um as a positive because i think that's probably one of the most the, the most beautiful things that that come from this lifestyle is the connection with the with our children
1: yeah i think mostly see that through um the 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 flexibility and freedom mm-hmm. that we have yeah and it's in those moments when we probably are able to connect the most Yeah, i will say that we drive everywhere so Um, even the long trips, if we go on a cruise, um, we would get into the car, we would drive to the cruise port, which is okay. eight to 10 hours, eight to 10 hours in a car, right. could be Mm -hmm. torture with your family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It can Um, be, there's always potential, right? Well,
1: right. A lot of people, it doesn't sound like it's fun for the first hour and the last hour, but generally we, we do pretty well. I will say just a bit of advice. We try not to drive more than six hours in a day. Yes. um, Unless we have to get somewhere, but somewhere. yeah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's not a sweet spot, but
0: yeah, that's you do more than I do. Like I do just about three hours drive and that's it. I'm done for the day. But um, do you guys stop even like in between your destinations? Do you normally stop and explore some areas or you just drive straight through?
1: Well, so it depends. Like, if we're going on a cruise and we, the kids have, they're both diamond cruisers with the cruise line. I mean, we've done it enough. And so, I mean, we really enjoy that, but okay. if we're trying to get to a destination, we'll just go, we'll just go. Yeah. But a lot of our trips, you know, I think we've, my wife probably talked about trying to get the kids to all 50 states. That was a yes. goal they had. Yeah. And um, so then we kind of imposed the six hour rule and, Uh, if we see something along the way we want to do or see or Mm -hmm. stop just go it's not a lot of planning I mean that's what Emerson said I love that we know know the route that we're going to go meaning like the general vicinity to hit Mm -hmm. all the states but I've booked one hotel room for 18 days the rest we're going to just wing as we go on the road and we don't I take a that' or a camper van we do get hotel rooms so yeah maybe that's cheating i don't know but
0: <laughs> no um, i just think it's what works for you though it just and just i think that's the here. that's the beauty of it right i mean it's just you just find what works for for you and for your family and that's it because that's that's yeah. your that's your your main people your 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 world right so
1: I feel like the piece we're missing now is the YouTube channel where we can be recording all this and people can like watch us <laughs> on our journey because the people do that now. It's like, yeah,
0: people and, do you know, that. I
1: would love to do something like that, but that just seems like so much work to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think Emerson did say something about, you know, he does have a YouTube channel. So he said that he would like to keep on. So some, maybe it's something to try on as you approach this, uh, this Good. new trip. Yeah. Um, That's so amazing, though. So I am so very grateful for you, for your time and for your experience coming from the dad perspective, because I really think that it's really, really missing out there. Uh, Moms, we are all over the place, you know, but I think dads have a very important voice. And I thank you so much for sharing this with you. Any last words that you would like to leave us with?
1: I guess I'll just go back to what I said and just kind of reinforce it from the perspective of, um, you know, relax. It's going to be okay. If you're on the fence about, you know, making the journey, um, it's probably something you need to do because you wouldn't be looking into it and considering it. If you didn't think that that you needed to do something or make a move or make a change. And um, you know, if you had, kind of experience I had maybe you wouldn't even be ever be exploring that but as you're exploring and considering it um you know it's not it's not a not a problem it's a good thing you know just uh be supportive help each other and, and watch it evolve yeah,
0: I love that. Thank you so much. And for those of you watching, uh, Stephanie, uh, Jamieson's wife, she's an advocate and she's a fantastic resource and an a unschooling coach as well. So we will have all of her links if you would like to connect with them and just get to know their journey and have them help you along the way if you are just starting out as well. So thank you so much, Jamieson. We really, really enjoyed our conversation. And for those of you out there, please remember that your time is very precious. I hope you're making it count. Thank you and take care. Bye. Thank you so much, Jamison. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Unschooling Lifestyle podcast. Visit us at our website, www.theunschoolinglifestyle.com for additional information. And please remember that your time is precious. I hope you're making it count. Take care.